Welcome to the Christ Community Church podcast. Today we will be diving into Sunday's sermon from Sunday, March 19th in our series, The Passion, titled Jesus Gets Angry, which was done by Dave over here. So I'm Ryan. I'm the interim teaching pastor. And I'm Dave. Good morning, everyone. And uh, we are diving a little bit deeper into your message from Sunday. Yeah, well, thank you for inviting me to do that. I think when we talk about anger, a lot of people uh, talk back to me and they said, you know, that's relevant because we all deal with it. Even if one person I talked to this morning said, I've only really gotten angry twice in my life. <laughs> it's like, really? And then when she told me what they were, it was like, oh, and you should have been, you know, but everybody deals with that. And so, and everybody has kind of a backstory. When I look at my life in, in our home, um, my mother would slam cabinets when she was angry and my dad would hide in the back bathroom. And so when I got married later, I didn't know what to do. So I went in and just locked myself in the back bathroom because my new wife came from a very angry family. Mm. Her parents had been married or divorced five times each. And so she was the person who laid awake at night hearing yelling and screaming and lots of anger. So she had no clue how to do she just was just getting mad at everything and i'd go lock myself in the bathroom and so that 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 was our training for dealing with anger so when i became a christian and began to read oh wait a minute uh god gets angry and jesus got angry and how the heck are we supposed to manage this this emotion that's in us that's what was intriguing about this particular passage. So, so it's on a practical level, there's a lot of things that we can learn. You know, it's not sinful to be angry. Uh, we need to manage it. But on a theological level, which we, by the end of the message, we talked about God is angry at sin. And so we all are condemned to damnation if we don't do something about it and receive his grace. So there's both practical and theological in there. It made a very interesting study for me. Yeah, you, you said in your message even that we don't often like to talk about the anger of, of God, the wrath of God. And, um, you know, I think we had talked beforehand too of, of there's a lot that happens during the Passion Week, a lot that happens in yeah. the final week. And, and is, this, is this the passage that we need to cover? Is this one that's, you know, that is, is not often done if you're covering the Passion yeah, Week? It's true. one you're kind of leaving out. But it happens right there up front. Like, I mean, it's, you know, Jesus has the triumphal entry and then immediately... He goes and he starts throwing over tables and, and creating a whip even. And, um, it, you know, you even said like anger itself is an emotion. It's not, it's not sinful. And I, I'd heard one person say this, not, it, you know, I don't know your thoughts on this, but I'd heard someone say, um, like, yeah, any emotion can lead to sin. Like, you know, love is, is there's an action, but there's also an mm -hmm. emotional feeling of love. And he said in that feeling of love, I can sin in the feeling of love. Um, if I, act on it in ways that are inappropriate. And I always thought That's that was right. really interesting that, yeah. And so anger, anger in itself is not sinful, but so often anger leads to sin. It can, it could become destructive, although that was a bit destructive in the temple, but it was righteous. He was doing the right thing. And, but it takes a, it takes a lot of discernment. And I think that's the key. One of the things I said is if you're so angry, you can't even stop and and ask the question, why am I angry? How should I express it? Then you're just too angry. You need to just separate yourself. And I think Jesus, he saw that happening. He made a whip ahead of time. Mm -hmm. And so he knew he was going to do that. And he, he'd thought it through. 
And so it was righteous anger. You know, it's interesting, you, you know, he came into the city and like you said, the first thing he did was go in the temple, which was probably his pattern. Um, the John passage actually might have been a different time. The synoptic gospels all cover it, but some, some theologians believe that those are two different times. And for every time that he went in the temple and he'd been there many times, he could have just made him mad, mm. you know? And uh, he may have knocked it over a few times. In fact, he may have had carried that whip just for that reason. Yeah. Can you can you paint the scene a little bit more of kind of what was going on, why he was so angry? Because I think you even said there were certain things that that are okay. There's certain you know even exchange uh, exchange of money. I mean, buying animals for the sacrifice like that was something biblically it said. You know, if you have to travel from afar, yeah. Sell, but but also I mean because honestly as as a younger student, I always take things and try and figure out, like, you know, see things very literally sometimes. So it was like I would go out in the church lobby and they would be selling uh, Christian books or, you know, a small group mm -hmm. book or something. And I'm like, I need to throw some tables over. You're you kick that <laughs> you thing know, over. Like, yeah. like you, you <laughs> made the joke around. about like the, the children's ministry or the youth ministry selling tickets for the fundraiser that we had last week. Like mm -hmm. um, what what is it that was happening here? It's, it's not just that things were being sold in church. There's something more to it than right. that. It, it was the dishonest gain that was being met. If, if you read in the law, it talks about preparing your sacrifice. But, um, you know, if it's a long, it actually says that if it's a long distance, and this was before Jerusalem was even Jerusalem, you know, mm -hmm. and if it's a long distance, go ahead and sell that because that goat's not going to fit in the overhead compartment, <laughs> you know, <laughs> to take it where you're going and to, to wherever you're going to be worshiping. And then you make the purchase. But the, it also says in the law that God hates the, what is it? The uneven balance or whatever the, the way scale that's, that's weighted the wrong way. And he hates that. And so, you know, when Jesus sees that happening, they're taking advantage of something that's in the law. Um, that's what made him angry, not just the the sale of things. By yeah. the by, the way, I have books I can sell in the lobby. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Go to your Amazon link. You do have books that you can you, you can, can find. I'm just but, teasing. No, it's good. Um, yeah. So, yeah. So I think there there are. So in in some ways, what maybe started as a good thing that was helpful, mm -hmm. that was a biblical thing, turned into a really a sinful thing, a distracting thing because it came all about making their own. Is making money. money, which nowadays you think, uh, you know, everybody goes to the King's game or whatever, you know, there's vendors everywhere. Everybody wants to look at all these people are coming. They all have money with them. And uh, so we want to we want to cash in on that. And that's that's they saw cha-ching rather than let's do what's righteous and holy. We're in the temple. And that made Jesus upset, which it should. Yeah. You know? um, now is Jesus goes in, he's thrown over tables. He creates a whip to just make his his point known. How, how do we balance? I mean, because you mentioned there, there are things that should make us righteously angry. Mm -hmm. when, when do we know? How do we know kind of how to respond and when to respond? I mean, because Jesus' response was a violent response. I mean, it was, it was a, a very, very, uh, by violent, I mean, like a very physical demonstration, you know, thrown on the table. Like you see that maybe with a, a sports coach who is mad at a referee, right? So obviously that's not a setting where you would want to see someone throwing something. Um, you think of uh, Bobby Knight, I think, who like threw the chair across the court at one time. Mm -hmm. um, but how, like, how do we know? So when, when there is righteous anger, I guess this is the way I'm trying to ask, the question I'm trying to ask. When there is something we should be angry about, how do we, how do we know how to respond even in the anger? Because are we then able to just let it all out and do whatever our emotion leads us to? Or is there still kind of a control 
even when the anger is righteous. Does that make sense? It does. And that's a hard line to, to know because it takes a lot of wisdom and spiritual maturity uh, to know that. And of course, Jesus did everything perfect. But um, on a personal level, something is done unjust to you. Um, you better pray up on that. You better know how to respond. You don't just duke the guy, you know, whatever. Um, and on a social level, there are so many injustices, and we see that in the news, you know, people taking things into their hands. Uh, there's just a fine line there. You have to be, you know, if I mentioned abortion, um, you know, should we go bomb the abortion clinics? Uh, I think that's crossing the line. I don't think that's what God would intend. Should we sit back and be passive about it? No, I think there's somehow, you know, what is the productive thing? And I think it takes wisdom and consideration and spirit led. I'm not going to pretend to be Jesus and lash out. That makes sense. Yeah, I, I really I was just thinking I really liked what you said, because I think so often we assume that the correct response to righteous anger is to make sure people know my my point and typically that's by going on social media and telling everyone how wrong they are uh, you even said that's probably not the right way to go but you mentioned hey take take action and kind of gave some alternatives um, mm -hmm. do you want to speak a little bit more into into that idea of why why is it that social media might not be the best platform to deal with our 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 anger even if it's right well the joke is you know um you know, it's a miracle. Somebody somebody read a, a social media post and changed their position. You know, I mean, of course, that's not, that's not going to happen. You're you're going to just fuel the people that already believe in what you say. So if you really want to make, if you just want to make a stink about it, then that's what you do. If you want to make a difference about it, then you have to look for some other way. I don't think social media is the way to do that. Um, you can you can create social awareness on social media, which I think is appropriate. But I think if you really want to be influential, you need to get involved in some practical way, depending mm -hmm. on what, what that is. Now, on a personal level, you know, people carry um, two buckets with them, uh, one of water and one of gasoline. And something's going on. There's a conflict on a personal level. You have a choice. You can throw the water on and douse that and try to come to some peace peaceful resolution or whatever, or you can throw gasoline and you can just fuel that thing and blow the whole thing up. And even in a family with family dynamics, you have those choices to make all the time. And I think, I, I don't, I think you, you, that just, again, takes discernment and spirit led temperament, which is a, a, a phrase of your temper. <laughs> yeah. You know, this is, this is, but it would be wrong in either case, as I said, to just, just be completely passive mm -hmm and do nothing to see the injustices in our land, the immorality in our land, uh, or, or to take uh, the personal injustices and just do nothing about it. I don't think that that's the right thing to do. Or to just stir it up and hit back isn't necessarily the right thing to do. So again, you know, you have to look at each situation and weigh that. Yeah, that's good. Yeah, because feeling the anger is, is okay. It's okay, uh, you know, about, about certain things, yeah. yeah. Um, and, and, but, it's one thing to say that's an injustice, um, and then it's another thing to decide what you're going to do about that. Yeah. Um, because you're right. I mean, I think you know. I you, you even mentioned that you see movies where like a man mistreats a a, a woman yeah, it just is upsetting. It, it, I can't even watch it. It is. Yeah. I and I'm glad that I'm wired that way. 
I've seen other people say, oh, that was a great movie, you know, and they, they, their conscience isn't even pricked by seeing something like that. You know, it's like, what is wrong with you? That is so wrong and evil, and it ought to make you mad, you know? Yeah. My, and my wife and I were trying to adopt, and we, like, now when I see movies about someone who, a parent who takes in, or a an adult who takes in a child and mistreats the child that they, yeah. they take in. Yeah. It just, it fills me with that kind of, that kind of, I'm gonna get emotional, but it fills me with that kind yeah. of anger. Cause it's like, it's like, even when it's trying to be silly, it's like, ah, oh, that just, it's so wrong. And, and I think God has created us to, as his image bearers, to feel things hopefully in the way he feels mm -hmm. them and for the spirit to lead and guide us. But it should be more than just a feeling. It should be something that, that we pursue action and, and that can be hard sometimes because it's like, what yeah. do I do? Do I flip tables over? Do I go donate to something? Do I post on something? You know, do I just make my statement known? There was a whole time where it was like, hey, if you're not saying something, then you're not taking a stance. It's like, well, okay, but where do I say something? And where, you know, yeah. what's the best, what's the best median for that? So these are, I think we can acknowledge that these are really complicated discussions when we talk about anger. They are. Yeah. Yeah. And certainly there's the social level, which we could talk about forever. But then there's the personal level, because probably most of the anger, at least that I deal with is, you know, like in my marriage or with my kids or that sort of thing, then, you know, the practical everyday thing. Um, and uh, sometimes it's very right to get angry with your kids mm -hmm. and say, I'm angry with you. I can't believe that I found this in your room or you did this when you know you, you shouldn't be. Do We've taught you not to do. And I think kids need to see anger. And if we're a passive parent, a permissive parent who never gets angry with the kids. Oh, well, you just have to understand, you know, and, and I just want to be their friend and want them to like me. And, you know, they're going to those kids are going to grow up and have a harder time than not an abusive parent at all, but it's okay for a parent to get angry. And I think even, and it's interesting, they did a study with uh, couples and they watched them work on issues and the ones that yelled and screamed at each other, I, I, sh I don't have the documentation for this, so, you know, but I remember reading it, um, actually were the healthier couples mm -hmm. than the ones who were polite and, you know, because they never, those couples never really dealt with anything. Mm -hmm. They just kept it quiet, kept it in and functioned you know, until they didn't. But the other ones kind of yelled and said, I'm angry with you. Well, I'm angry with you. And then they, they dealt with it. They got it out. They dealt with it. And then they ended up saying, well, I'm sorry. Okay. And they worked on it. And I think that's where the, the everyday kind of anger is, is yeah. worked out. And then they don't let the sun go down on their anger. And they're closer. You're actually closer because you worked it out. Well, and that's where you, you talked about the three temper temperaments. You talked about rage, repressed, and righteous. And so you have rage, which yeah. is that violent, you know, you know it when you see it, and everyone kind of understands that that uncontrolled anger that's just lashed out in in negative ways. And I mean, I think you know it doesn't even have to be. There's there's the extreme of it, but I think also like if you're at a, I don't know, if you're at a uh, a sports game and you yeah. are screaming, you know, if I, I'm a coach, I coach soccer. I've seen a lot of soccer coaches that probably have this rage anger that comes out when they feel like, hey. I disagree with that call. And there's some like justice that they're trying to get, but then you, you see it's like, okay, no, you went way too far yelling at another human being who maybe made a mistake, maybe didn't. Um, and you see that rage kind of coming out, anger. Um, but the repressed is-, is they, But they'll, they'll, they'll return, reframe that. But that's just the competitive spirit in me. Oh yeah, yeah. yes. As opposed to, no, that was destructive, sinful anger. When we have, we have ways of excusing all that, don't yeah, we? Yeah. I mean, yeah. just the like, oh no, it's okay because 
of this. Like it, the thing I'm angry about is something I should be angry about. Therefore, it's okay for me to express it inappropriately. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it's just, it comes with the, with the game, you know, it's just part of the sport. Yeah. Well, that's why there's refs to throw you out of the game. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah, a person needs, I think a mature person needs to, it's okay to be agitated and whatever and loud or whatever and appropriate, but I think you, you need to know what that line is. And we see players just cross the line and fans cross the line. I've sat next to fans who had too much to drink and they're yelling and screaming. It's like, oh my goodness. You yeah. Know? Yeah. Yeah. Unfortunately, it comes out a lot in sports uh, that yeah. where it's like, ooh, that's not that's not healthy. So if you're if you're a sports fan out there, just be careful because uh, the like it, it's it's the typical you said it. It's the oh, it's just sports. So it's OK yeah. to do these it's things. Okay it's like, sports. well, yeah. being a follower of Christ is more important than being a sports fan. Amen. So regardless right. of whether or not the rest of the world sees it as just sports, you are a follower of Christ and you are an example and you can very quickly lose your witness if you are acting like every other sports fan. I mean, in anything we do, right? Yeah. We're supposed to be different. We're supposed to stand out. We're supposed right. to look different than the rest of the world. So in our anger, not in, in passive, not mm -hmm. just being passive. Well, I'll just sit here and, and have a holy glow about me. You know, I, I can be active. I can be engaged. I can be loud. I can, but not inappropriate. Yeah. Well, and I think, I mean, you know, using the sports thing as an example, because you talked about repressed anger, which is just keeping it inside. If I'm a coach and I'm seeing my players get beat up and get fouled, I think it's appropriate to, especially at a halftime, to go and say, hey, ref, I'm seeing my players get pulled. Yeah. Can you watch this player? Can you pay attention to this? Um, you it's know, even so appropriate to be angry. Yes. In the moment. Yes. Yeah. Yes. And, and so, but I think there's also a way to, to speak in to let the anger be visible, but also to control it in yeah. a way. So when you throw the chair across the, t the yes, court, it's you probably across it's the controlled. Line. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's yeah, that's a little less controlled. Yeah. So, yeah. Um, but righteous anger really, I mean, it's it's dealing with with uh, as you said, healthy. It's a healthy response to hurt response to hurt and injustice. Um, mm -hmm. and, and I think we have to, uh, my opinion, we have to understand not like the petty. Oh, I don't like what you did, and that annoys me kind of like that's not a hurt right mm -hmm. like like true biblical hurt and injustices is what we're looking mm -hmm. for in there yeah, yeah. um dave could you talk a little bit so we've kind of talked about our anger but you you started i mean obviously we're looking at the example of jesus and what he has done um and you talked a little bit about just kind of god's wrath his anger um what like what separates that let's talk a little bit about kind of god's anger and how he displays it yeah that uh you know, the, the phrase I said, this is what I want everybody to remember. On Monday, Jesus cleansed uh, the temple in anger. But on Friday, he cleansed the world and was the propitiation uh, for the sin of all mankind, the wrath of God. Um, that's really the bigger picture here. Um, God is angry with sin. He has to be because he is a holy God. And actually, my first wife, bless her heart, she came to know Christ when she it finally clicked to her. God is holy and just. And that's why he sends people to hell. You know, that's why people are going to hell. If I want to say mm -hmm. it softer, you know, and I need to give my heart to him. And it's because of his holiness and his justice that the, the wrath of God is on sin. And so that had to happen. Somebody had to pay for sin. And that's what the end of Passion Week is about. Not the very end, <laughs> but that's what Good Friday is about, where Jesus bore the sin for all mankind. And for the first time ever, there was a separation between the Father and the Son, and God turned his back on the Son. And 
you know, we, we see Jesus on the cross. We see the nails in the hand, the, the thorns, you know, and the crown, and we just, and the flogging of his back. We think, oh, that's hurt. He hurt so badly. Well, there was a lot of people crucified in those days. They were hanging all up and down the streets. But it was the damnation, the wrath of God that was poured on him that none of us will ever have to carry and none of us could ever understand. That was the full satisfactory payment for God's wrath. And so does God get angry? Yeah, absolutely. And he got angry at his own son for our sake. And it's just boom, you know, to, to, to realize that. So that we could graciously not have to bear that wrath or condemnation ever. So that's, a, that's the bigger picture. That's what passion we, he didn't, he didn't come march into tra town triumphantly to clean the temple because guys were, you know, selling, <laughs> selling stuff the wrong way. He came into town to cleanse the world. Yeah, man, that's so good. And I, you know, when we talk about God's anger and, and you said this, like it's, it's needed. And I think, you know, we don't like the word anger because oftentimes when we think of anger, we think of it in a abusive, negative, flawed, sinful way. Yeah. Um, but all of us, everyone wants justice in the world. Like we all see things that we know are wrong and we wonder why they happen the way they do, or we want people held accountable for the actions that they take. And our desire for justice does not compare to God's desire for justice. And I think that's where the anger comes out is to say, um, yeah, we don't we don't want that to happen in the world. You know, you, you talked about kids earlier. If if well, if, if one of my kids is is hurting one of my like their sibling, um, there's going to be some anger and there's going to be some 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 justice that's going to come there to make sure that it doesn't happen again. Or if someone else is trying to hurt my children, like that's that's going to be a very painful thing. There's going to be an anger that's caused there. And I think that's healthy because as my children, if I'm protecting them and guarding them, they're going to feel that that love coming even from that emotion of, of anger. And I think we so often look at anger and we think you know, I, it probably realistically is just us not wanting to own up to our own sins and failures and flaws and to not um, be honest about that part. But but God's anger is good because it's it's anger at sin and injustice mm -hmm. and and evil and um not only is he angry about those things which i think we should probably appreciate and i think we can if we really pay attention um but he also was willing then to pay the price for the people who are doing that which is all of us um through an incredible act really the greatest act of injustice was jesus dying on the cross um, and, mm -hmm. and God's wrath being poured out on him. And yet he was willing to pay that price for us so that we could have life, so that we could have forgiveness, um, so that we could experience the full love of God um, and not have to worry and fear about the anger and the wrath. And mm -hmm. I mean, that's, it's a beautiful picture. And, and I think as you, you know, see in this early part of the Passion Week, Jesus driving out, uh, really driving out injustice um, and yeah. trying to push away that, you see ultimately that he's going to, like you said, it's, it, we often see these things in small ways. They want them to, him to be king of the nation. And he's king of the world and conqueror of sin yeah. and death. And so they may see his anger in this moment, um, but really it's his, it's his justice over sin and, and 
and evil that is going to um, yeah, all know, motivated by love. And, I, and God loves us. Uh, we do in our American culture really emphasize that, which is a good thing. God loves you. That's how we approach with the gospel. God loves you. There's a wonderful plan for your life. There's a heaven for you, whatever. But we do tend to leave out the wrath and anger part of it. And you can't really understand the full gospel without realizing why Jesus went to the cross. And it's because of justice and it's because of wrath. Um, but it was motivated by love. Mm -hmm. And I think it's okay to talk about that. They, we don't talk about it. We don't talk about hell much, you know, but we, we invite people to heaven. But there is a damnation side that we need to be aware of. Yeah. You know, not well, just to scare people into heaven, but to be you know, completely objective with the whole picture of the gospel. He loves you. Therefore, he took the wrath upon himself and he invites you to heaven to save you from, when we say we're saved, from hell mm -hmm. and the wrath of God. Well, it's because it's what you said. We're, that's where we're all headed on our own. And, mm -hmm. and God saves us from that. He offers us a, an opportunity as something different at life yeah. instead of death. Um, that's the, the grace, the love of God that's displayed there. Yeah. Was there anything else in that, that, you know, maybe got, got left to the side that you had wanted to add or anything that, um, that just, you wanted to kind of final thoughts on, on this message from Sunday? Um, no. Great. Perfect. Good. <laughs> That's okay. Um, there's, yeah, there's always so much more you can, yeah. you can go into and, and um, but, um, and no, I, I was trying to both bring in the theological bigger picture as well as the practical because we're talking about anger and we deal with it every day. So um, it's something that, you know, it, with all the years I've had, you know, and gotten mad uh, many times when I shouldn't have in a selfish way, you know, I'm still working on that. Um, I probably lean more towards the passive side and let it mm -hmm. explode. Um, but even I'm, I'm learning to express in the moment to, to weigh it. Is this really just, or am I just being selfish? And then to, to pray about it and then to, to engage as opposed to just go lick my wounds, you know, and I'm finding God's really honoring that it takes a whole lifetime to mature and I've got plenty I'm working on too. And this is just so, so I, you know, this was uh, very applicable to, to my life as well as to everybody else's, I'm sure. Yeah, yeah, it's very easy because we all, we see it, we deal with it on probably a too, uh, far too often, more, th more than we would like to. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. um, yeah, thank you for sharing on Sunday. And thank I you. know it was a blessing to myself and hopefully a blessing to everyone else. Um, we will be back on Sunday, 9 a.m., 10 a.m., 10.45 a.m. Uh, we are going to be talking about really some of the, the, the pain and the sorrow that Jesus feels closer to the end. So a different kind of emotion. More emotion, that Jesus more passion. Yep. Yeah. All, all, we see all of that coming out in this final week. So hopefully you guys are doing your daily devotionals. Yeah. And that's a blessing. Thanks for joining us today. And we will see you on Sunday. Goodbye. Okay,